Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Watermark Church podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now let's dive in as we continue our Attitude of Gratitude series. Everybody stand up this morning. We're going to read 1 Corinthians 15, 57. This is the last of the series. This is the last as we move into a, a new series next week. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says this, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. As we go into the Thanksgiving this week, as you meet together and break bread on Thursday, I think it's important for us to remember that thanks be to God that you have the victory. And thanks to God because of Jesus Christ. So like I say every single week, if you're going to have an attitude, make sure it's what? If you're at, make sure it's gratitude. And, and so this whole series has been about an attitude check. It's like you're, we just need to figure out if we're having a bad attitude. It's like having your engine checked. There's an engine problem. Engine light comes on. What is going on in the, in the things? And help us to realize that the things that you and I take for granted almost every single day, somebody else is praying for. I want us to remember that the things that we take for granted, the things that we do, we jump in our car, that we have gas, that we do certain things, that we have a family, that somebody else is praying for. So today I just want us to soak in that gratitude, to be thankful in our hearts in everything we do. So let's pray this morning for God to open up our hearts to receive from him. Lord, I thank you for all you do. I thank you, Lord, for this church body of believers who desperately wants more of you. We, th- we thank you for everybody's here and at home, and we just pray in Jesus' name. And Lord, help us, even with regulations and everything, not to be people who are pessimistic, but people who trust and people who look towards you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you're online or if you're in person here, turn to someone saying, if you're going to have attitude, make sure it's gratitude, and then grab a seat. That would be great. You guys are so quiet today. Everybody has their mask on, that's why. There's a story I want to share with you. It says, a young man named John received a pet parrot as a gift. This parrot had a bad attitude and an even worse vocabulary. Every word out of that bird's mouth was rude, obnoxious, and laced with profanity. John tried and tried to change the bird's attitude by consistently saying only words that are polite and nice, playing soft music, and anything else he could think of to clean up the bird's potty mouth. Finally, John fed up with all the parrot was saying. He yelled at the parrot, yelled back. John shook the parrot, and, and the parrot got angrier and even more rude. John, in desperation, threw up his hand, grabbed the bird, and threw it in the freezer. For a few minutes, the parrot squawked and kicked and screamed. He could hear the parrot through the door. Then suddenly, there was total silence. Not a peep, not a word, was heard for over a minute. Fearing that he had hurt the parrot, John quickly opened the door of the freezer The parrot calmly stepped onto John's outstretched arms, and the parrot said, I believe I may have offended you (laughs) with my words and my language and my actions. I sincerely and remorsefully 
ask for your forgiveness of my inappropriate language, and I fully intend to do everything I can to correct my rude and bad behavior. John was shocked, stunned at the change of this bird's attitude as he is about to ask the parrot what had made such a dramatic change of his behavior the bird spoke up very softly and said these words. May I ask what the turkey did? (laughs) (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Studies have shown that gratitude improves relationships with others, reduces negativity, it improves problem-solving skills. Think about that. And because it's more open-minded to new possibilities, it even helps us learn, enables us to recognize that behind every problem, there's an opportunity. There's a Dr. Martin, who is a former president of the American Association for Psychology. He's also an author and a esteemed psychologist in the world. He created a thing called the Three Blessing Exercise. Before going to sleep at night, this is what you do every night, write down three things that went well that day. They don't need to be big things. They can be little things that made you happy or that made you smile or simply that had a positive impact on you. Then write why they went well. By doing so, you focus on the positive aspects of your day instead of the negatives. After a while, it becomes a habit in your mind that gets wired to have more optimistic approach to your daily life. Studies have shown that after months of doing this exercise, your well-being increases and you feel overall more optimistic. Counting your blessings or counting your gratitudes are proven to, listen to this, lower stress, anxiety, become more aware help you learn, appreciate more, and be more patient and have more grace. Wouldn't you like to have more of those things? Just by having more gratitude and counting your blessings, you can have less stress, anxiety, be more aware, appreciate more, and be more patient with those around you and have grace for those around you. This is why I said the gratitude challenge, to write down every single day things that you're grateful for every single day. Because if you don't remember your blessings, you will forget them. Because I've said it over and over again, we tend to remember what we should forget and forget what we should remember. If we keep track of our blessings, listen, I'm not gonna go into all this, you can read all this, but they have proven now they can literally watch neurons and stuff fire and create new pathways in your brain of thinking. That means if you are creating, if you are stopping a habit and creating a new habit in your brain, you are creating a new way of thinking. This is why in scripture, God says over and over, transform my mind. Change the way I think because, listen, if you can remember your blessings, you will change the way you live. Amen? This will change everything for you. People say, well, Jarvis, you're a very optimistic person. I am. You know why? Because I work at it. I I count my blessings. I'm thankful for an amazing wife that puts up with me. I'm thankful for, you know, saying kids and life. Yes, we all have bad days. 
But listen, I don't want to forget about the blessings that come our way either. It's interesting to say this. Now, I want you to open up your Bibles, if you have them, to Luke 17, 1 through, 11 through 17. It's going to be up on your screens, too. It says, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going to the village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance, which is really funny. You never think about these things until COVID's here and what that means of staying. I mean, they're definitely more than six feet away, but they have leprosy. So think about that. Like, if you're a leper, you had, we talked about this in church one morning. They had to ring the bell before they came into a city to announce their coming. So they had a distance. And they called up out to the Lord, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that was healed, came back praising God with a loud, if you're taking notes, write that down, praising God with a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. He, he asked God, and Jesus asked him, were not ten cleansed? Were not ten healed? Were the other nine? Only one returned with a loud voice praising God. Listen, we need to be people who return and thank you to the one who provides. Are you the one or are you the nine? Are you the one person that comes back and says thank you or are you the nine that leaves and doesn't return? It's like returning a blessing. My, I'm not good at writing thank you cards. Thank the Lord my wife is. And so she writes thank you cards because she wants to appreciate to return a thank you for the blessing that we have been giving. Andy Stanley says it this way, unexpressed gratitude is ingratitude. Oof. Hear that out. Unexpressed gratitude is ingratitude. First thing I want to say is this, gratitude needs to be expressed. It needs to be shared. It needs to be, it, it needs to be, it means that we, if we are grateful that we need to express, express it, we need to share it, that we need to give thanks, we need to say thank you. Paul even said this to the church of Colossae when in, in Corinthians, I mean Colossians, he said, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body you were called to be of peace and be thankful, that you have a thankful heart, that you come with thanksgiving, that gratitude is never meant, hear me out, to be invisible or silent. Gratitude is never meant to be invisible or it needs to be shared, to be expressed, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to respond to. So it's like me with my wife, my beautiful wife Jane, if I if I never told her how much I love her, how beautiful she is, and I just thought in my head, well, she should just know this. She should know what I'm thinking. Well, that's not going to help the situation at all. She should know that she's beautiful. She should know she's my favorite. She should just know that I would do anything for her. Well, if that's true, then share it. I think there's a big difference between private and public. 
private praising. Now listen, I encourage you to do this too. When you are in your car or you wake up early, that it's not, it's, listen, it's not the same as silent praising, but it's more private, that you can worship God for yourself. You can get out of bed and you can say, thank God for the day. Listen, you don't need to be loud and you don't need to wake up all the kids and the neighbors, but you can go to a quiet place and you can thank God for yourself. You can praise God for yourself. You could put some worship music on and you be, listen, you might think it's crazy, but when I, when I do my devotions sometimes, I sit on the couch and I just go, Lord. I mean, if one of my kids wake up and they just see me, I'm on the couch like this, I'm like, yep, that's just the way it is. I'm just going to worship. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lift up. Now, listen, if you're driving, I don't recommend that you put your both hands up and worship. But I'm telling you, listen, just because it's private doesn't mean it needs to be silenced. If you're going for a walk, worship the Lord. You know what I'm saying? You, do, you need to have private praising moments. I believe that David, when he wrote the Psalms, most of those Psalms, a lot of the Psalms were written in private settings. Think about that. Some of the greatest scriptures, some of the greatest scriptures of praise was that he was a shepherd boy and he was by himself worshiping God Almighty under the stars. That is not just an act of like confessing how great he is, but confessing how much he needs God. He says like, in my privacy, Lord, I'm gonna worship you. I'm gonna worship who you are. I'm gonna worship what you've done for me. And I love it because Isaiah 61 actually says that we need to put on a garment of praise. Isn't that awesome? There used to be an old song we sing, you know what I'm saying? Put on a garment of praise for the spirit of happiness. Now think about that. But I love it because it means that you got to put it on. That when you wake up in the morning, before you put your real clothes on, you should put on the garment of praise first. That you need to say, God, Thank you for another day. God, thank you for what you're doing. Lord, thank you for breathing life in my lungs. Lord, thank you. What may happen yesterday is new today. Your mercies are new. And then we must practice public praise. This is why we do worship at church. This is why we do, because you can have your private praise, but then we need to do public praise praise and worship, that we gather together as people of God and we worship God together because even Paul and Silas taught us in prison, he says, where two or more are gathered, the doors opened up. Where two or more are gathered, things begin to happen because we need to worship together because that's who God is and things begin to happen when we worship together. We need to worship God loud and proud and we just need to worship who he is, worship out of that thankful heart. Thankfulness is one of the greatest ways to remind ourselves what Christ has already done for us. If you don't know what to say, all you need to say is say, God, thank you for the cross. Lord, thank you for dying for me. Lord, thank you for salvation. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercies. Gratitude and praise are vital to our spiritual growth and maturity. Praise and worship and thanksgiving needs to be a response because of our gratefulness that we are expressing to the Lord. Ephesians 5, 19 through 20 says, Make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God, a Father, for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, always giving thanks. We worship because we are grateful and we are thankful. That's why we worship.
We worship God not because of who we are. We worship God for who he is. But listen to this. Psalms 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. This is what we need to do. Worship, music, this is love expressed for us. Silent gratitude is really just a lost opportunity to give God praise. If you are grateful, you will show it and you will say it. It won't stay internal. It will become external. Gratitude always speaks up. Colossians 2.7 says this, Sink your roots in the hymn and build on him. Be strengthened by the faith that you were taught and overflow with thanksgiving. As a church, I want to say this. You have to decide every day. Here's your decision. Especially now, in this situation that we face with Minnesota and our world, you have got to decide this one thing every single day. Am I going to be a worshiper or am I going to be a complainer? Here's a big difference. A worshiper always realizes they have something to worship. There's always things that they can give the Lord. There's always reasons to worship. A complainer always have things to complain about. This is going around. This is going around. This is going around. This is going around. How much, how much would your life change if you focused on worship more instead of complaining? Listen, we're not called to be complainers who talk about what could have been or what should be, but we're called to be worshipers who thank God for what he's doing and what he's going to do. Gratitude, when you share it, crushes complaining. Can I get the worship team up here? So my hope for and my prayer for you as we go into this, is that gratitude be as natural. Now listen, be as natural for you as complaining. Hear me out. My prayer and hope is that worship becomes as natural as complaining. Because listen, it is easy. When you're at the area and your friends are talking and everybody's on a phone or text message and everybody's just complaining about everything, to jump into it. But my hope is our minds become transformed and instead of complaining about what's happening around us, we start praising God for what's happening in us. That we start thanking God for what God is doing in here. Because you know what matters the most? It's not what's happening to us, but what God's doing through us. What is God doing in here? Listen, this is what I want my kids to know. This is what I want us to know. As we move through this, is that we need to be people who praise more and criticize less. Praise our kids more. Just say, hey, you're awesome. Encourage people. But more than anything else, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, all my soul.
What if today you woke up with only the things that you thank God for yesterday? 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says this, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. This is our will. This is what God's called you to do, to give thanks. So my prayer for us is every day to fix that gap between what I believe and what I live. Not what happens to me, but what God is doing in me and through me. That my attitude begins to change because my gratitude begins to grow. We're trying to teach this to our kids right now. Our biggest frustration with our kids is when they don't, they don't appreciate. They don't have gratitude. But you know how we instill that? As parents, more is caught than taught. When we become more grateful and thankful, we teach them how to do it. Listen. Everything changes. So in all these things, respond with thanksgiving. All these things, respond with thanksgiving. I'll stand this morning. We're going to close, and we're going to actually worship this morning with a song before we leave, because that's what we do. We worship. Not because of who we are, because of who he is. These guys, listen, if they just wanted to do a concert every day and come here and do this, they probably wouldn't show up but they lead worship and they're part of this because they want to come to worship God because God is good and they're helping lead us into worship to say thanks to God. I love that word thanksgiving. Two great words, thanksgiving. That we say thanks but we're also givers. Not just givers of money and time but givers of our heart, of our life givers of our, listen, our praise, that we give God the praise, that we say thank you, thank you for what you've done this morning. Everybody bow your heads, close your eyes. If you're here this morning, you never accepted Jesus Christ in your life, I'm telling you, today is the day. His mercies are new every single morning. If you're home and you're hearing this, God has something new for you. Jesus died on the cross for you. If you're here, listen, if you're saying today, I want to make a decision to follow the Lord and surrender my heart to him, if that's you, I just want you to raise your hand. Don't be afraid. Just take a few minutes here. That's awesome. Everybody repeat this after me. Dear Jesus, I give you my heart give you my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me my sins. Holy Spirit, fill me up. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you said that prayer, it's a starting point, not a finishing point. It starts a relationship with you and the Lord, but it's on you to pursue that. He's been pursuing you. We're going to worship this morning. We're going to end with worship like we do every single Sunday. But I want us, as you worship this morning, no matter what the words say, to worship with the words, but also in your heart, say it out loud. How much you thank God this morning. Lord, I pray as we end this service, help us to be people who are grateful and thankful 
to have an attitude of gratitude in our lives, Lord. Lord, that you deserve the worship. Lord, that we give you the praise and the honor in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today here at Watermark Church. If you have any questions or want to learn more, you can visit us at www.stillwatermark.com. Thank you.